So tonight we're going to look at a little bit at John chapter 10. <clears throat> John chapter 10. Did you I, forget? Bring my Bible, I got one. I got a couple down here. Oh, they got a truck. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> so John chapter 10 John chapter 10 <laughs> Big print <laughs> I know I think I'm getting I'm getting as my eyesight is changing I have to hold things closer I've noticed So John chapter 10 and verse 1 uh, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door and into the sheepfold, but climbeth up so other way, uh, some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him that port, uh, porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they know, uh, not, not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of the strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what the things that they were, that they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man entereth in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that, I, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good sh uh, shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he is that is an hireling and not a shepherd whose own sheep are not. Seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known of mine. As the father knoweth me, even so know that I, I the father and lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I, have, I must bring. And they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it up again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself, and I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment I have I received of my father. And there was division there, therefore, again, among the, among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, He hath a, a devil and is mad, why hear ye him? And others said, These are not words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? So here we have a particular passage of Scripture that's very, very much, uh, we've, we've heard this before. And Jesus is speaking here to, to these Jewish brethren and he's trying to get them to understand that he is 
the shepherd. He is the way to, to serve the Lord. And these Jewish brethren weren't understanding the concept of what he was talking about here. Because they, they were blinded in their own, in their own doings. Uh, one of the things that we see in the um, Old Testament is that we see these messianic messages over in Isaiah and Psalms and Proverbs. You see these things written out there and, and uh, these things prophesying of the Lord's coming and the Messiah. But they couldn't understand it. Why? Because they were so blinded by their own desire to, to do their own work and their own will. We talked about it previously and um, that Jesus called them out for following after their own traditions rather than the teachings of God. But he was trying to show them here that he was the way that they would have everlasting life. He uses the example of the thief and the robber coming in by other means. But the sheep don't know them. They go to steal those, thing, those things away by, by other means. But he tells them there, after he realizes that it says the parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were, uh, they were which he spake unto them. So then he goes about describing it another way. He says, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door, door of the sheep." You can't get much plainer than that. <laughs> they understood the concept of a fold and what you know sheep were in a fold, and what a shepherd was. But here we knew that they were struggling with Jesus' authority. Why? Because verses 19 through 21, he says that, that, that this is what they say. There were division therefore among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, he hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? And the others said, well, he's not, he's not of the devil. He doesn't have a devil. Can someone like this open the eyes of the blind? So there were some that reasoned that he was not of the devil and some said he was all because of a simple parable that he was trying to get them to understand that, that this was the way of the, of the new covenant. He says, All that I ever did uh, came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door, but, me if, uh, but by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. What is he talking about there? They would be sustained, taken care of. We talk about feeding on the word. That's what he would he provides for us. He not only provides all that we need, spiritually speaking, but he does provide the things that we need in this life. He provides us with direction and counsel through the Spirit. That's all that can be found in him. He provides for us. He was just trying to get him to, to, to understand. Just trust him and he'll be able to take care of all these things. And then he goes on talking about the hireling. How the hireling doesn't have somebody brought in that's not the shepherd to take care of the sheep. They don't take care of as good of care things as the shepherd does. You know, sometimes when I was a kid, I'd ask my brother to do things for me. Um... Or he'd ask me to do things for him and we wouldn't do it just the way that the other one wanted it done so we'd get upset with one another. It was because we didn't have an invested interest in something. You know, if you have an invested interest in something, you're going to do it 
as it should be. <clears throat> so the, the importance there is that this hireling wasn't going to take care of the sheep just like the shepherd would. I think about the Old Testament, the teachings there. They were intended to be utilized with faith, weren't they? You had to have faith. We've, Gary and I have talked about this many, many times. It required faith and obedience and the things that we talk about. But they didn't, Israel didn't get the concept. Generationally, they would do it, they would fall away. They'd do it and they'd fall away. Well, it wasn't that that wasn't good what the Lord had put into practice. But the way the Lord wanted it to be happened was manifested when Christ died for us. He had a better care and concern for us than these other men that come before Jesus did. It's not exactly what that's saying there, but if you read the scripture and you reason in it, you can see in the Old Testament the way the Lord had it set up and they didn't follow that all the time. When we talk about this, Brother Gary, all our heart, all of our soul and all of our might. So he says there, the hireling flee, fleeth away and careth not for the sheep. What was Jesus trying to get him? He says, I care. <laughs> I want what's best for you. He says, and as the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. So, Friday night we talked a little bit, I think Tony may have heard some of this conversation with Wayne, we were talking about shepherding. And I, I've been reading this little Bible plan that I've got. That was The guy had some really good tidbits of information, truthful about what a shepherd is. A shepherd is someone that guards livestock, particularly sheep. Back in that day historically... Shepherding was not a sought-after thing. They were considered unclean. They weren't even allowed in the temple courts. They, weren't, they were considered dishonest, transient, and unsavory. So a lot, you know, they were considered basically like we consider our homeless population today. They were unsavory characters. They didn't want anything to do with them. But they were also known as protectors and defenders. And they were the friend of their livestock. They protected them. They would leave one sheep and go after the one sheep because they loved their livestock. Even to death. And they were not regarded as a, as a high status. So, seems to me maybe here like these Jewish brethren here he was talking to didn't grasp the concept because the shepherd was not in with the status quo. They wanted you we know from looking at some of these things that some of these Jewish brethren, they wanted to be regarded in high esteem. They wanted the good seed. They wanted the things that were nice and pretty. Why? Because they were God's people. They were lifted up in pride. But Jesus was trying to remind them here, this is the mentality we're supposed to have. Humble and lowly, like shepherds. Not just for a pastor or, you know, but we are to have that same mentality to protect the flock, 
even to the point of death. The rest of the world views this views us as not credible because our lifestyle is different from the world. But Christ is trying to get them to understand that he protects the flock at all costs. Why? Because he was sent to do uh, to fulfill a purpose. And he loved his father like the same way we should uh, we should carry out that same example. We love the Lord, we should do the same thing. It's not just for pastors or preachers or teachers, but it's for every member that we have that same mentality to follow after Jesus. So, we're all to be equipped. The Scripture teaches that. We're all to be well equipped with the Scripture. Our responsibility in, in, in the Lord's assembly is to serve, to be knowledgeable, and to be ready to sacrifice. Why? Because we love the Lord, and we love those that we congregate with. Whether they're here in this assembly or our brothers and sisters elsewhere. So, Jesus is talking about being a shepherd not just for the sake of one's own interest, but for the sake of fulfilling our purpose and our commission in this life. Look at um, Psalm 23.1. It's a familiar passage of Scripture. Psalm 23, in verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul, and he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for him's name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff will comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This was a psalm by, by David. But what was, it, what was the theme there? It was the same thing. He sustains me. He keeps me. But who provided it? The shepherd did. The Lord did. Can I interrupt you for a second? Yes. Uh, uh, psalm 23rd, I, I read that this week, uh, just I think yesterday, in fact. Uh, and it came to mind because the last day I worked on Thursday, I worked with a couple of people that are Catholics. And, you know, the 23rd Psalm is a very common thing that they quote all the time. Yes. <laughs> but I have noticed they are the most scared people I've ever seen. They were so afraid that somebody was going to come because we have that shooting down the block. Uh, yeah. That somebody, I'm... that somebody was going to come into the hospital and shoot them and they were going to not be. You know, and, and this came to my mind. If you're really believing what you're, you said they're repetitively saying over and over again in your services, mm -hmm. in the part that says, though I, uh, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Fear. You know, right there, you're covered. You're covered, you know. Amen. 
as Christians and Baptists in particular, you know, we're so less worried about what's going to happen out there than, well, the Lord was it, and than a lot of other religions. And it's just, uh, it just really came home to me this week. It just, that was really stuck out of my mind. I had a, you know, and you know, it, it sticks out to me too, is um, I worked with someone like that uh, in the past and they read the serenity prayer like it was water. You know, they would recite it all the time. Oh, you just need to recite the serenity prayer. I'm like, I'm like, well, well I, I don't have to. <laughs> Lord takes care of all that for me. You know, I said, I do pray when I have that, when I have that mindset or I have that feeling, I pray about it. The Lord takes care of it. You know, but I agree with that. I've seen that. I've seen that happen on more than one occasion. <laughs> you know, and if you really believe that and you read that, it makes sense. You know, it says, I mean, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the waters. What, that speaks of peace, the peace of mind that we, we talk about that the Lord provides for us. I think about any time that we went through something difficult. That like, and I mean, particularly Don and I with Jubilee and all the things that we've been through. The moment that we were up, most upset, what was the most comforting thing? The Lord's got it under control, you know? And that may have been through a word that was spoken to us or, you know, just, just the things that our brethren did for us. It just reassured us and showed us, you know, through praying and through the, the support that we had that the Lord had these things under control. So that's what the psalmist David was trying to accomplish here. Was he was trying to, he was talking about the Lord provides all these things for us in our in our moments of difficulty. He sustains us and he keeps us. We're spiritually fed through those times, aren't we? <clears throat> it says, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me." Rod and a staff there. One leads, and one, one pushes something on, you know. I think of take hold of a staff and you use it to get through, dif you know, difficult places. But I think of a rod as something driving, you know. And the shepherd uses their staff like that a lot of times. They use it for correction and they use it for, for what? Through, for encouragement, support. Lifting up the sheep from holes, holes, and, holes and things like you're absolutely right. That's what it's there for. Yeah. And it says, He prepares the table before him in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. We know in particular instance that there were several times that David was at the hands of his enemies. We know particularly with Saul, he served in his own house. He was his cupbearer, his armor bearer, and he played music for him. And what happened? Each time his life was threatened by Saul, the Lord protected him. Right? Because David believed the Lord would do those things. And he says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And he talks about there, he says, I'm the door, I'm the door to the to the sheepfold. So he provides protection for them. That's the goodness and mercy right there is the protection that we have in Christ. If we didn't have that, that would be a scary thing, wouldn't it? <clears throat> Let's look at um, 
Isaiah chapter 40. back up to there to verse 9 of chapter 40 of Isaiah. It says, O Zion that bring us good tidings, get thee up into the high mountains, O Jerusalem, that bring good tidings. Lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up and be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold the Lord God will come with you a strong arm, and his arm shall rule for him, and behold his reward is with him and his work before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd, and he shall gather the lambs with his arms and shall carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead the, those that are young with him. So, the Lord's protection are on those that are in, in, in the flock. But once they leave that protection, they're open to any kind of circumstance. I mean, we, we, have, we face that, but but it's not the Lord who moves away from us, it's us. So that's the importance of, of the flock being gathered together for safety, for encouragement, for, sustain, uh, for sustaining measures there. That's the importance. That's what the shepherd provides for us. You know, sometimes I've prayed to the Lord, Lord, please help me and Lord, please help me with this. Lord, please help me with this. And, and, and I was reminded, the Lord already said he was going to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I suppose God said, what are you doing laying down on the ground? Just trust the Lord and believe what he said. Mm-hmm. That was when I kept pleading, Lord, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. That was a, little, that was a lack of faith because I wasn't really believing he was, that he was helping me. Always does. That's the one thing you can worry about that, that we don't have to worry about. <laughs> the Lord's always there when He says He's going to be. So, the importance there is that we remain focused on, on the shepherd. He protects us from the things that would come against us. We see in the instance of Job where the hedge of protection is removed. But Job was well supplied. He drew his strength from the Lord. Didn't say he wasn't tested. Same thing with us. We come through and we face difficulties. But who who do we draw our strength from? It's going to prove itself. If it's from the world, it's going to be... We're, we're going to see that. If it's from the Lord, we're going to see that too. So the importance is, is for us to remain focused on being in Christ and seeing that He provides the protection and the, and the security that we need in Him. And that's all I have for you this evening. Any questions or comments? Appreciate the the comments, Brother Tony and uh, and Brother Gary, and, and the attention.